Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to another series of practices with Vineyard Covington. We are continuing talking about abiding in the love of Jesus. And we have a special guest with us today, my friend, uh, Cincinnati native, Dan Henry. He was a pastor for years at, at Vineyard Cincinnati and is also a spiritual director. He's my spiritual director. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. It's kind of a secret, but he's my spiritual director and um, he trains spiritual directors and maybe you don't know what that is. So Dan, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about what that is and what you do? Oh yeah, it's um, it really kind of has its roots in the contemplative Christian tradition, but uh, a spiritual director really doesn't direct you. They accompany you on your spiritual journey ask questions, notice things, pray with you, and just really the goal is just to help you discern uh, God's presence in your life, how God might be coming to you with this in this season of your life, how God might be speaking or communicating. about. It's about deepening your, your prayer experience and, and just maybe slowing down, kind of the stuff you guys are doing, slowing down so where you can kind of catch up with God if you go slow enough. If you come to a complete halt, you might actually catch God, right? So <laughs> it's about slowing down and just becoming more aware, more observant, and more in touch with uh, God in your own soul and what's happening there. Yeah, That's slippery, yeah. huh? Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's so good. And it is a challenge in our current culture, you know, these days. And so this is what we're trying to do. You know, we've looked at the first couple of weeks, we've been practicing silence and solitude, turning off the noise, everything around us, trying to get away like Jesus, you know, withdrawing to the quiet place, the lonely place um, to be present with God. And as we move on in this series, one of the ways that I thought um, it would just be really helpful is how do we pray in those places? So maybe a lot of us have ways that we've learned how to pray um, through church and growing up, but um, what's a specific way that we can pray when we're practicing abiding in silence and solitude, and how might that help us? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really, I love what you're saying there, Tyler, and I Personally, I have found um, centering prayer to be my go-to for years now, and uh, it's it's a really good fit for what you're saying because yeah, what do I do now that I'm quiet? You know, I light a candle, or you know, it's not just about creating a vibe. We we really want to engage with God, so centering prayer is a really intentional way of kind of utilizing that stillness and that silence. And, and it really is kind of a development of this, this inter, inner reflex of turning your attention back to God, back to God over and over again. So as we get silent, right, we were talking earlier about how all of a sudden you're, you're, you realize my mind is going crazy. It's just a hairball and it's just frantic. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice to take a break from that? So centering prayer is kind of a way to do that. You can never shut all those thoughts down centering prayer we're not trying to do that but we're letting them just stream on by like a thought stream mm-hmm. and it's like we're just sitting on the bank of the river we notice that thought stream going by but we just don't get into it we let it go and we keep um, returning to this quiet center the the ancient mystics called it the cave of the heart we just keep returning to that space letting go of the thoughts and just sitting there with Jesus in silence. That's all it's that's all it is. That's so good. 
Yeah, I know like for me, there's a certain time or just a season that you go through maybe where you just run out of words to pray. It's like, <laughs> I, yeah, man. I know that I need pray. I, I need to pray. I desperately want to connect with God, but I just, I don't even have words in this season yeah. or I don't even feel like praying maybe. And so for, like in my own experience, learning to practice centering prayer just opened me up to this world of depth uh, that I didn't even know was there. Uh, I think Richard Foster talks about it, you know, moving from the, from the head to the heart. And it's not just what can I think about, but like my feelings, my emotions, my fears, uh, all of that stuff, my joys, my desire, like bringing all of that uh, before Jesus and sorting through it with him maybe. It, it, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, because as a spiritual director, I mean, I, I have sat literally thousands of hours with people and hundreds and hundreds of people. And if there's one theme that I get from Christians, it's what you just said. It's like, man, how do I get from here down to here? How do I get to a more heart way of knowing Christ instead of, because we've got, we've got a lot of Bible knowledge, man. We've got a lot of data. We've had a lot of fantastic input over the years, and that's important. That's where you start, but you don't want to just stay there. That's a great starting place. We all need to do that, but at some point, you kind of need to let go of some of that and just sink down into the sacred space where your soul is filled with the Spirit of Christ, and you just learn to cultivate that. And, um, what I've found over the years, uh, a lot of people get frustrated with centering prayer because I keep going back to my thoughts. And I say, well, yeah, but every time you, you kind of let go of that and turn back to, to the Lord, you're building up this invisible spiritual muscle. You're learning what it feels like to return to the, the center, we call it. And then what happens, uh, even if you do that for 10, 15, 20 minutes and you, you find like, man, I... I kept going back to my thoughts. So many, it doesn't matter because you're training that internal spiritual reflex. And then out as you're living your life through the day, you find that, oh, you can do that in real life situations as well because you've been practicing. And you, re you realize that still deep pool of Holy Spirit water is always there. And you just learn to return to that over and over and over again. And you will see over time, um, uh, kind of a cumulative effect of more peace in your life, more awareness, uh, being able to engage better with the people who are around you. So it's not so much just about the experience of centering prayer as the, the good fruit that can happen in our lives when we cultivate that holy space. Yes, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately what all this abiding is about, right? It's bearing the fruit of Jesus's love in our life. And so we want to stay connected so that his love, his peace, his joy is, is just pouring out of us and impacting the people around us and our community, our neighbors, all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so how do we do this? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you, um, I know that you'll be able to give your, your folks some, some resources um, later, but just quick, you know, real quick. It's it's so simple. We don't want to complicate it and turn it into a big thing, but I'll just give you four easy steps. The first one, um, you select what they call like a sacred word, right? And it's not like a mantra, and I'll explain how you use it. It could be Abba. It could be Jesus. It could be love, peace, rest, whatever just kind of resonates in your heart. You pick that word, and what you do 
uh, as you settle in to just pray in silence and just be with the Lord, when you notice your thoughts are kind of taking you out of that space, you just use that word uh, as a one-word prayer like Jesus, and it brings you back to that quiet place. It, it You recenter with that. So you find a sacred word, and you're not just praying that over and over and over again, but it's a, it's a prayer that says to God and yourself, oh, I'm here and nowhere else. This is uh, my prayer of consent to, to the work of the Spirit down in the depths of my soul, doing stuff I don't even know what, but I'm, it's a prayer of consent. So you, you settle in, um, you, know, you can light a candle if you want, whatever. There's an app that's great that will help you with all this. You settle in, get comfortable, but not so comfortable that you'll fall asleep. And then you, I find it best to close my eyes. Some people like looking at a candle, but I, I find if my eyes are open, I get distracted. So you close your eyes and uh, you just kind of get comfortable in your body. You notice your breathing and you just allow yourself to be there uh, embodied uh, in the presence of Christ and knowing also that Christ is in you and you're just sitting in that space. And that's all. That's pretty much it. And if you set a timer, you can use an app or an egg timer because it doesn't help to be like looking at your watch. But just set it for start low, start like five minutes, 10 minutes and just sit in that space uh, be present to the Lord. If you notice, oh, I'm thinking again, uh, just kind of silently say that word, Abba, Jesus, whatever, bring you back to the center, and you just keep doing that. So it's this gentle, you're going to drift off, and then you're going to gently return. You're going to drift off, and you return. And it's really that simple. And then when the timer goes off, you're done. You can say a little prayer and 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 go on with your day. Um, there's there's something called the four R's of centering prayer. And this came from one of the originators of this, uh, Thomas Keating. But the four R's are this. Uh, resist no thought. So you're not fighting your thoughts because that just makes it worse. Uh, retain no thought, right? React to no thought and then return. So as thoughts come, you're not doing battle with them. You can't make them stop. The harder you try, the worse it gets. So you just say, oh, yeah, that's there. You say your word, and you return to the center. So you're just kind of not engaging with this. You're choosing to just be present to God in your heart. And it, again, it's a place of consent, of, of relinquishment, of, um, yeah, just being present with the Lord. That, that's it. I mean, wow. people have written a lot of books about this, and I've read them, but you don't really need them. It's pretty simple. <laughs> And, and what is the goal? I know we kind of framed that at the beginning, but like be after you finish practicing centered prayer, like what is the, the thing that you're hoping to take away from it, I guess, if there is one? Yeah, I, I think um, we could probably, I could actually use a, a couple of scriptures here um, that, that I think fit really well with this. One is, um, I'll give you three quick scriptures. Psalm 62, verse 1, my soul waits in silence for God. From him is my salvation. So you're kind of, in a sense, you could say, I guess, theologically and practically, you are availing yourself of God's salvific work in your, in your life by being slow and quiet. Uh, the second one I've got is be still and know that I am God. 
Everybody knows that one. When we're racing at a frantic speed, just trying to keep up with our to-do list and the speed and noise of life, it's pretty hard to know that God is God. It, so this stillness is cultivating kind of a deep knowing. And again, you take that with you through the rest of the day. And the, the more you do this consistently, the more you begin to cultivate that non-anxious presence in the world, which is what we as Christ followers really want to be, right? And this last one is from our buddy Eugene Peterson from the message, Lamentations 328. I love this one. He said, when life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself, enter the silence, bow in prayer, don't ask questions, and just wait for hope to appear. That's it. I think that captures the essence of centering prayer. So when you're feeling beat down and just anxious and afraid or whatever, there's no better antidote to that than to just get quiet with the Lord and centering prayer. Yeah, especially, I mean, in the season that we've been in, in our country, there's a lot going on and a lot of emotions and a lot of grief and a lot of fear. And uh, there's been a lot of loss and a lot of um, separation, uh, yeah, a lot man. of conflict. And we at least in uh, my culture, we aren't particular. Uh, we aren't usually very good at dealing with those emotions. Uh, we don't even know. We don't even like have a, a space for them. It's just like try to pretend yeah. they don't exist. Yeah. And I, I think the first time years ago, the first time I really practiced centering prayer and just got off by myself, I just was started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is, like, where is this coming from? It's just this stuff that had kind of settled in my heart that hadn't been dealt with just started coming to the surface. And I, I guess one question would be like, when that stuff comes up, you know, like, how do you deal with it? Or what do you, I know that like, don't try to react or respond to anything, yeah. but yeah. what do you do with the stuff that comes out in these times? Yeah. Um, sometimes... I think I got to be careful here, but sometimes you don't need to do anything. Sometimes, uh, uh, and especially, you know, if you've been in vineyard um, charismatic prayer situations and stuff, sometimes stuff happens that's kind of, we try to explain it and we don't really know why did that happen. But what happens with a lot of these kinds of practices is just, it's just like on the laying on of hands sometimes in ministry time. I think you can frame this up however it works for you. There's stuff that gets trapped in our in our bodies, maybe in our souls. And there's a lot of science around some of this too. And it's just there until you finally settle down and you get at peace and you're really in communion with the Lord. And sometimes that stuff comes up. It might be tears. It might be shaking. It might be joy. You could laugh. We've seen all of that kind of stuff, right? It's the same thing. It's the same Holy Spirit. So it can bother people sometimes. Like, well, I started doing this contemplative practice and all this garbage started to come out. So, yeah, that means it's working. It's going <laughs> to surface that stuff. So I think a lot of times you don't need to do anything with it. You just recognize it and let it go. And you just kind of give it, you give it to the Lord right then and there. Uh, you can also, um, if it stays with you, I think if after the centering prayer is over, you might want to sit and journal that. 
mm-hmm. right? You might want to talk to a good soul friend or a spiritual director. Hey, I'm doing this practice, and I noticed this stuff coming up. And so talk to somebody about it. When you first start centering prayer, the, the temptation is... Um, we're not doing it to get a word from the Lord, like in other contexts. We're right. really trying to just just let go of all that head stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes something will come to you, like, wow, that, that seems like the Holy Spirit. Um, so it's kind of breaking the strict protocol, but you could keep a journal handy and write stuff down. So I encourage people, when they first start doing this, you may have a lot of that happening, um, so maybe say you, you set aside 15 minutes, maybe the first five minutes you give yourself permission. Hey, if something occurs to me that I don't want to forget, I'll write that down. But after that first five minutes, I'm going to let it go. And, and I've found that over time, if it really is from the Holy Spirit, that will come back. I'll remember it later. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question or not. Uh. <laughs> That's good. All over the place. There. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the pressure's off. I think to yeah. for one thing or one prayer time to like solve all your problems, <laughs> and yeah. and this is not trying to solve your problems. This is just centering us back to I, connection I, I, with God. I think God can and does. I I think God. It's just like Sabbath or going on retreat. Or any of those intentions we set to honor God and be with God, God always matches that. He always meets us in that. And I think this is the same, that if you set this time aside, you, you, you again, it's, it's a prayer of consent, a wordless prayer of consent, and you're giving your consent to God, whatever God wants to do with you. I think there is inner healing that can take place. There are things that have been buried that you just didn't know were there. They might come out. Um, that's not the norm, but that does happen. So you don't don't freak out if that happens. But again, it's good to have somebody to process that with. Um, right. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to continue practicing silence uh, and solitude. And we're going to just kind of add this in as a way of practicing that. So uh, we've been talking about find a time, find a place. And, you know, I think trying to figure out this as a daily rhythm is a really great way of starting because um, everything else in our, our world doesn't stop. And so uh, finding five, ten minutes in your day, especially early in the morning, I think is really helpful to start from this place before you get into the crazy world that we live in. Um, and maybe it's something you come back to throughout your day. Maybe it's something you do at the end. Um, but find a time, find a place where you can get uh, away that silence and solitude and then practice centering prayer. Have that word, Abba, Father, Jesus, that, that just as your mind starts racing, as the thoughts come in and try to pull you away, um, that you can just say that word, Father, Abba, and, and come back to the center to be present with God. And I love that, a prayer of consent. It's you just kind of, I mean, something we say a lot, uh, have, have your way, you know, yeah. Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, have your way um, and, and practice that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Dan Henry. I love that you joined us and, you know, you're so close to us, but we have to talk on a screen right now. That's how it goes, but we're getting there. <laughs> Try this this week. We're practicing. So we're not experts at this, but we are putting it into practice, centering prayer 
as a way of abiding with Jesus. So thanks, Dan, and uh, hopefully we'll see you more. You will. Get rid of me now. <laughs> All right. Peace, everybody.